Teachers have a tough job. They face so many obstacles from students, parents, colleagues, administrators, from themselves. And yet, teachers find so many ways to craft beautiful, transformative relationships that lead to learning, inspiration, and joy. This is the Ready to Teach podcast, and unlike most of the decisions being made in schools, this podcast is made for teachers by teachers. Let's get ready to teach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Ready to Teach podcast. That's right, number 10. I'm your host, Jonathan Tomic, and I am currently listening to the sounds of bacon sizzling on the stove, getting ready to enjoy a delicious breakfast with my family here in the middle of July, enjoying summer vacation. And this is that time, that middle of July, when even teachers who were working summer jobs are starting to take their vacations and rest up before August sneaks around the corner. If you don't like the sound of that, August coming around the corner You are welcome to pause the show now and finish this episode in a couple of weeks. But even if that doesn't scare you, I hope you are not the slightest bit concerned about next school year and that you're surrounded by family or friends or both or on an adventure, living in the moment and enjoying life. You're a teacher. You give so much of your life to your students, some of it begrudgingly, and you deserve every second of this time off. I'm also really sorry if you can hear the bacon sizzling in the background. That's not something I can usually hear until the editing stage. So either sorry or you're welcome, one of the two. Um, Okay, it's going to be a short episode this week. In honor of our 10th episode, instead of interviewing someone, I have a few thoughts I'd like to share based on some of... That was my mom's cell phone going off. So, okay, um, I'm going to just share a few thoughts based on some of what's gone down in the previous nine episodes. It's going to be a short and hopefully sweet episode. So here's what I got. When I think about the stories and the wisdom that I've heard from interviewing teachers for the podcast, I'm consistently taken back to a conversation that I had towards the end of this past school year with uh, science teacher Julia DeMaio, uh, a colleague and friend of mine. Uh, She was on episodes three and four of the podcast. Uh, She was our second guest on the show. If you haven't checked out her interviews, I strongly recommend listening to them before the school year begins, even if you're not a science teacher. Uh, But when we were talking, not in the interview, just in conversation, she... uh, just made the observation that teachers are amazing and they wake up every day to take care of other people's kids. They spend their off hours thinking strategically and methodically about how to teach and grow other people's children. And a lot of them are doing this with children of their own also. Um, So for some teachers you are literally teaching from sunup till sundown. Uh, I'm not doing that yet, but uh, mad props and respect to those of you who are, and I'm sure I'll be doing that one day. Um, But here's the thing. Most days, I'm actually the last person on earth who wants to hear teachers are amazing again. Now, to hear it from Julia, who's a colleague, 
that's different because that's teacher to teacher. But so often we hear that from administrators or professional developers or people speaking at events who either aren't teachers or who really have lost touch with what it means to be in the classroom and really like you don't have to be in the teaching profession long to have experienced some variation of teachers are amazing now go chaperone prom teachers are amazing now differentiate your lessons better teachers are amazing now here's your paycheck so in my mind, one of the things that's been so cool about hearing teachers' stories over the past 10 weeks is actually how often we are not amazing. And that's something that I wish people talked about more. It is not not to say, wow, like teachers are terrible, you're not amazing. But just to, to acknowledge that even though teachers are amazing, we are constantly going back and forth between success and failure, sometimes in the exact same moment, right? We're reaching one kid, but not another, right? We're choosing one strategy and not another. We are constantly like making sacrifices in order to gain something, um, like sometimes sacrificing some students' attention to get others and you know, some days we're firing on all cylinders and, and everything seems to click, but anyone who's taught for more than two days knows that, that those days are, are rare. And what makes teachers amazing is that they themselves continue to struggle and learn and grow year after year and become better at their jobs. So I'm not in the business of knocking other professions, but... I would guess that there are few other professions that force people to embrace a constant state of failure and learning the way teaching does. Uh, and and I, every profession has a learning curve, I get that. But, I mean, no matter really how long you've been teaching, even a, a veteran teacher of 25 or 30 years gets a new set of kids every year. And that new set of kids goes through every fall, every winter, every Valentine's Day, every spring break like in a new and different way. And so like our credibility and our personal satisfaction is constantly under attack from so many factors. Here are a few of them. These are the ones I could think of. When you're young... You don't feel amazing sometimes because you're still learning. Like It seems like there's always something you could do so much better in every lesson. But then, when you're a little older, you don't feel amazing sometimes because you've been in teaching for a while and you know some tricks and you realize that the entire world did not instantly become a utopia once you figured out how to teach well. And it's like, oh, well, shoot. <laughs> I know how to teach and now I need to keep doing that uh, also some years uh, maybe most days for some of us it feels like the majority of our students think that we might be the least interesting person they could possibly be interacting with on any given day and then of course sometimes people say I'm sorry I'm just gonna say it sometimes people say stupid things like those who can't do teach 
And actually, I'd like to take that idea on for just a minute. The expression, those who can't do, teach, requires us to ask the question, those who can't do, do what? And yes, I've met English teachers who want to be writers, science teachers that wanted to be doctors, and gym teachers that wanted to be athletes. But my first question is, don't those people exist elsewhere? Like, wouldn't it be just as accurate to say those who can't do, consult? Now, obviously, I would actually never say that because my brother is about to begin a consulting job and he's probably going to listen to this and get mad at me. So, I'm sorry, Stephen. But the, the point I'm getting to is that what good teachers actually do, which is far more difficult than, I would argue, any of those things is navigate and manage the emotional landscapes of their students, right? The best teachers create classrooms in which students feel safe enough from all of their fears and embarrassments and self-conscious things that they make them safe enough from those things to question, to share, to take risks, and to get invested in themselves and others. Like, I feel really the one, the, the big battle that I fight each and every year, especially when I teach younger grades, and by younger grades I mean like 10th grade and like early high school grades, uh, is, excuse me, that's the, um, we have a clock that makes lighthouse horn sounds every time at the top of the hour. So that was charming. Anyway, back to where we were going. Uh, so the biggest battle I fight every year especially with the younger grades in high school, is just to get students to take themselves seriously. And it's like, to, to, for them to seriously think about their own interests and their own strengths is, is so difficult. And, and I think that's what the best teachers do on their most successful days. I'm not always successful at it, but I, I think I've got one or two victories in the book by now. And... And, and that's what we all have to do on a daily basis. You know, we, you'll hear me talk about, and you heard uh, Doc talk about it a few episodes back, that, you know, the first week of school, those first three days are super important in, in setting up classroom management and all that. But it's not like if you have a great first week, students suddenly come in every day with their shirts tucked in, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to learn. Like, that's just not how it, how it works. And... A teacher that I hope to have on the podcast, hopefully soon, has said, I've heard her say, teach kids first and teach content second. And I think that's true. And if I may end on a personal note, I spent much of, I would say I spent much of the first 20 years of my life thinking that life was about the work, right? The thing or the things that I accomplished. Uh, right, that's, that's why you get really good at school. You know, you work for the A on the test or the great project for the thing, the content, as it were. But something that teaching has taught me and, and continues to teach me over and over is that life isn't about the work or anything. Life's about the people. And the best teachers embrace the people their students are day after day. Uh, and ultimately teachers embrace who they are themselves. 
my wife, who is a uh, in-school counselor, a school-based counselor, and a former classroom teacher herself, she was also a horseback rider and something that uh, she and I talked about like really early on when we were first getting to know each other is something she learned from horseback riding is that you know horses have their own personalities and horses have good days and bad days and when you're riding you learn to ride the horse that you have that day you don't expect it to be the horse it was yesterday you don't ride it hoping that it'll be a different horse tomorrow but you have to ride the horse that you're riding that day and i'm sorry that i'm about to compare students to horses but like we really do as teachers we have to teach the students we have that day and all the emotional baggage that they have that day and to the best teachers find a way to do that and it's it's messy a lot of the times it's not in any of our lesson plans uh, but we figure out how to do it and really the what i see is the ultimate irony of this age of standardized testing is that it's antithetical to the deeply personal nature of what happens in classrooms day after day. Like no matter how much you standardize the test or you standardize the results, like you you cannot standardize where it begins and that's with how the teacher decides to engage his or her students. Uh, that's it's so deeply personal. And it will never and can never be standardized. At least that's that's my belief. Maybe there's someone out there trying to prove me wrong. And if that's true, well, I'm sorry. Uh, so rather than some takeaways this week, here are some suggestions for those moments in the school year when you're not feeling amazing. Maybe you had a rough school year this past year and you're, you're still processing through some of it. Uh, but here they are. I got four of them. One, try never to let the failures eclipse your successes. I was taught, and I truly believe, that if we make a difference for one student, one, it's worth it. Two, be your own harshest critic. That way, you're in control of the harshest feedback. But at the same time, number three, be gentle with yourself and remind yourself that you're only human, and so are your students. Fourth, and finally, find supportive colleagues, ones that you trust you can learn from, who will give you tough feedback when you need to hear it, but who will also celebrate with you when you crush it. Okay, stepping off my soapbox, folks. Enjoy the summer. We'll be back next week with more stories for teachers, by teachers. Until then, rest up and be well. <laughs>